Welcome to the HQ, where happiness lives. It's the key to grow and become better fathers. So turn up the volume, and thanks for hanging out with us. Learn how to overcome your divorce. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the HQ. Today is April 2nd, 2018. We are just flying through the year, guys. Well, happy Easter Monday. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I had a lot of rest and relaxation for this weekend because, you know, for the month of March, I've been pretty, I've been pretty, what do you say, hardcore into my work. And I realized that I was burning out. I was kind of burning the candles at two ends. And I realized that you need balance. And so this weekend, I decided that I was going to take some time out and, you know, hang with my friends, do some things that, you know, I normally wouldn't do on the weekend because I'm always constantly working and on the grind. And But because I got so many projects wrapped up in March, I decided that this weekend was going to be a weekend for just me. And not just me, but, you know, me and my friends and the things that I like to do, uh, that I like to enjoy doing. Okay. And I think that's important for a lot of his dads. I got my first hate email last week and I get it. Uh, someone was upset that I called him out on not missing, uh, uh, for missing the webinar. And he emailed me back and said that he had something come up with his kids and, you know, he can't just drop everything for his kids, which I understand. And this is why I'm talking about balance here, guys. Um, today, uh, we're going to get into that a little bit with uh, our, our guest, Dwayne, and he talks a little bit about the balanced life and how, why it's so important for us as dads to have that and give ourselves a little bit of space, whether it be hiking or whether it be something physical, like a physical activity or a hobby that you guys enjoy doing, as opposed to, you know, going out, drinking and doing all that stuff and basically sedating yourself. Uh, to kind of forget. Um, you know, so that's what today's episode is about. It's really great. Dwayne Evans, he reached out to me. He's a, he's actually a member in our group and, uh, he reached out to me, uh, not too long ago and he said that, uh, the podcast helped him early in his, in his, uh, divorce process and he really, really found a way to kind of cope with everything that he's going through. I mean, he's going through a lot. We all are. Okay. And, this is why I think we need to find the right methodology to kind of cope or deal and handle all of the stress or sadness or any lower vibrating emotion that kind of overtakes us. And so we talk a little bit about his story and he gets very vulnerable with us. And I'm so glad he did because this perspective will open up a lot of guys' eyes it, it definitely opened up my eyes because, yeah, you just got to listen to the whole thing. And I'm very thankful to have people like Dwayne in my circle now because it just shows the the effort needed to get better and the effort needed to really, really be the best person of, that you can be and show up as like a really good dad and a really good person and a, a really good future husband. So that's what this is all about. Um, I'm not going to talk to you too, too, too much about the interview, but I really hope you guys listen to the whole thing. Make sure you guys reach out to Dwayne inside the group as well. Um, he does live in Cape Town, South Africa, 
So if anybody is in those regions or ever trying to visit, Dwayne has offered up his expertise, I guess. Um, if you guys ever needed to, you know, travel and get some hiking information or travel information, Dwayne will definitely be there to help you out. Okay. So reach out to him. All the links will be in the show notes. I do have a little bit of a request this week. Um, if you guys are part of the Facebook group and uh, you guys are enjoying it, um, please leave us a review on the main page. It'll help us get more people in front of this information. And I know it's very much needed because there's not a lot of it out there. So the more we review the page, the more people will start to see it. And, you know, Facebook likes to rank, you know, um, I guess pages that have more interaction. So that would be great. Head over to the main page. Uh, it's Dad's Overcoming Divorce. And just leave us a review. And be honest about it, how it helped you. All right. And that's the only thing I have for you guys today in terms of housekeeping. Let's get to the interview. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the HQ. I have a very important guest here because he's a member of our private group. And he actually reached out to me. And I needed to get him on the podcast because I follow him on Instagram. And I just, I think he's just an interesting, interesting guy. So, Dwayne Evans, are you there, my man? Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Hey, man. Thanks for reaching out, first of all. Um, you're one of the very first guys that, you know, actually said that the podcast kind of helped them. So, um, before we get into that, let's tell, let's talk about, let's tell the audience a little bit about your journey, man, wherever you want to start off. Yeah, well, um, I've pretty much been going through a, a really tough time uh, since the, towards the end of last year, where I decided that I wanted to get a divorce, and that's when the journey started. Um, and pretty much, you know, together with moving and all the stressful things, a new job, moving to a new town, and uh, getting the divorce, you know, I was pretty much left in a, quite a, how can you call it, like a sensitive state, I guess you would call it, um, an emotional state that not many people are able to cope with and um, yeah pretty much got to the point where I had to make a an important decision between what I was going to do with my life and how I was going to proceed and um, yeah I pretty much chose a path of or journey I guess um, up a mountain <laughs> that's the easiest way to, to, to describe it I, I, I suppose it's um, yeah I started hiking and um, I set myself some goals, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And um, yeah, I'm learning a lot as well, and it's, it's really helped me to to make peace with a lot of the emotional things, and um, and it's also helped me with my emotional intelligence as well, I guess. But I think the most important thing is it's given me like something to focus on and and to to help me to grow. And I think that's that's something that you know we all need as, as dads in this like divorce and difficult situations that we, that we put in. Not many people are, um, you know, able to, to take that step back and reevaluate life and reevaluate the decisions that they made. And a lot of times I think it's, it's just that reiteration of, you know, we're on the right path and, um, there's so many things that you can draw from hiking and bring it into the whole journey of, of, of you know, the growth and getting over divorce and dealing. I don't think it's really getting over divorce, Rob. Uh, you know, 
I think it's more dealing with divorce. I don't think you really get over it at all, but um, just dealing with with the situations that arise from it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And uh, you know, before we get into the hiking, though, um, <clears throat> you know, talk about the journey like a little bit. Okay, so if you guys are wondering where his uh, his accent, what where his accent is from, he's from South Africa. He's living in Cape Town. Um, talk talk us to a little bit about you know that journey. Like um, I know you have. You, you're pondering your divorce, but you know, talk to us about what happened before that. Like, how many kids do you have? Um, you know, how oh, long were you guys right. married? So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm 33, and I've uh, got three kids, and you know, married pretty much my college sweetheart, um, and it just kind of didn't work out, I suppose. Um, and it, it's a it's a tough tough thing to get through because it's a you know your college sweetheart and uh, three kids later to make that decision, but yeah um I live three what what what's it called I don't know how many miles it is but it's a thousand kilometers away from my three kids, and um, they all three are quite young the oldest being five and the youngest being you know, just turning two now in April, so. Um, it's it's a tough thing, but I you know do the dad thing, and I, I'm I'm trying my best. I video call them twice a day. I you know make an effort to get around there at least once a month to visit them in person, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know if you want more information. So I live in Cape Town, which is wonderful. Um, it's a beautiful city. If you've never been here, you're more than welcome to come come visit. Please do. Uh, it's gorgeous. But, yeah, um, yeah. Well, you and I were talking. Yeah. So, um, one of one of our guests on the podcast, he had one of his epiphanies on uh, Tabletop Mountain, and we had talked about that earlier. But you said Tabletop Mountain wasn't really one of the the peaks that you like to hike uh, frequently. So, talk to us about um, your hiking journey first of all. Like, what made you what made you decide that you were going to do this? Well. I was looking for something to, you know, get my mind off the divorce or to be able to help me to to deal with the the fallout of the divorce, if I can put it that way. Um, it was between alcohol and drugs and pretty much hiking. If I can, it, um, that's pretty much what it came down to, to, to be quite honest. And I chose hiking. I said, well, what can I do to, you know, get myself out the house, um, get myself out this funk that I'm in, and just, you know, get into a good space? And I decided, well, we've got beautiful nature around Cape Town, and I just I decided to start hiking. And I set my sights on a little mountain called Lion's Head, which is just off to the, if you look at all the photos of Table Mountain, you'll see it off to the right, it like stands alone. Um and it's yeah started hiking up that i met a few hikes in i met a, a, a very good friend of mine now and and pretty much like a, a inspiration to me he's doing this like 500 hikes in just over a year for charity so <laughs> it's absolutely crazy what this guy's doing and i was thinking but you know if he can do this 500 times why can't I set a target for myself? And I said, well, okay, I'll start with, you know, 24 hikes. 
and then it just kind of escalated to a hundred, a hundred lion heads summits for the year. Um, and, uh, I'm, yeah, I reached halfway already and it's, it's the end of March. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, I'm doing a few other hikes as well. Obviously I do do, I do do table mountain. I do enjoy it, but lion's head will have a special place for me. Um, we were quite a lot of guys or people, I should rather say, that they do hike Lion's Head quite a lot. And we've got this thing that we say how Lion's Head has saved the soul of a lot of people. And it's the smallest it's it's the smallest of the three peaks in, in Cape Town and it's probably saved more people's souls than, you know, the the churches below, I guess. Um, a lot of people a lot of people joke because it's just a place where you can get so close to nature and it just puts everything in perspective because you're able to see everything in Cape Town. And um, and the journey up there, you, you meet the most amazing people from all over the world um, and locals as well as, you know, a lot of Germans, a lot of, um, a lot of Americans as well. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's, that's pretty much where, where the whole hiking journey came in. I, I love that. Um, you, it sounds like you're at a crossroads, and I'm, I'm glad that you really chose the hiking part of it because most men will you know, decide to bury their pain or what have you with alcohol and drugs and basically just get further away from their own soul or whatever it is that their purpose is on this life. And I'm glad that you actually found that route. Um, but I do want to just mention like 50 times and it's only March guys. He has a, he has a goal to hit a hundred line lion's head peaks and he's at 50 already. That's, inc that's incredible. So congratulations on that. And you said you're, yeah, uh, you. no worries, man. And you said you were, uh, you were trying to, uh, your, your buddy has done it 500 times and then that you're, that you're going to be trying to do, uh, you're going to be helping him fundraise for that as well. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, he's doing it. Um, he's doing it 500 times before the end of 2018. Mm -hmm. So it's actually, I think he's on like 184. I'm, I'm not sure quite, but he's 180 something at this stage. And uh, yeah, so he's trying to raise five hundred thousand rand, which is our currency. It worked out to around about I don't know about two hundred and ninety thousand USD that he's trying to to raise for five different charities, um, which is pretty much uh, you know rape crisis, um, a depression SA, which is a very big a close part of of me because I was depressed. Um, and it helped me. I, you know, I was able to draw on a lot of inspiration from from my friend Costa to be able to, you know, go through it. Just in the stories that he was telling me about it. So that's a cause that's very close to my heart. Depression is a then um, wilderness search and rescue, which are the people that if you get stuck on the mountain or, you know, you need to be rescued, they they're the guys that volunteer and come out. And then they've like. Then we've got the two animal charities that, that he that he really is passionate about, and that's Pet Rescue. Um, for, so there's a Pet Rescue called Fallen Angels, um, which he's also fundraising for, and then the Chippenborough Rhino Fund. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about the last white, northern white rhino, just male northern white rhino passed away like earlier this month. And I don't think 
a lot of people realize the impact that that has. I mean, rhinos are really gentle giants. Um, and it's, it's devastating how the, the populations have just like dropped in the last, you know, few years. So th those are the, the five main charities that he's, five charities that he's raising funds for. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to do my bit uh, to do it as well. Um, you know, help where I can. And yeah, that, that's, it gives me something to do as well, you know, give back a bit. And it, it helps me also get in touch with people. Um, especially on the depression side. Um, I, I really enjoy hiking up with, with some people that are going through, through rough times and just hearing them out because that's what we need sometimes. It's just that non-judgmental ear to just hear us out and to, to you know, say, you know what, dude, don't worry about it. It's all going to be okay. You know, just, uh, you know, put one step in front of the other and, and keep moving. I love it, man. There's so many things I want to actually, I have so many questions on my mind, but you know, the, one of the first things was like, what, when did you meet this guy? When did you meet him? What, um, so I met point? him at the start of January, somewhere like that. So my journey actually only started in, uh, you know, I think it was like the 6th of January. I don't know. You can go, you can go on my Instagram and actually go and have a look back. <laughs> And I started out by just like by holding up one finger, just to say, "Hey, I've done this once," and it kind of grew from there. And I ran out of fingers, and then I, <laughs> then I took a sharpie, and um, and I I wrote the first one myself of eleven, um, and I struggled because I'm right-handed, and I kind of started writing on my right hand. I thought, well, um, yeah, I'm not going to do it with my left hand the whole time, and I just started to to give the, the, the sharpie to other people but um, we'll get to that part now but first I met early early on I think it was around about probably my fourth or fifth hike up, up Lion's Head um, and you just hear whispers about this guy you know as he comes flying past with his um, you know <laughs> with his with his um, you know we like buffs I don't know if you guys call them buffs there as well um, it's like sweat band I guess type oh. of things <laughs> Um, so, um, you know, he's always got that around his head and, um, quite a, 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 a very visual type of, you, know, you, you can't miss him, let's put it that way, you know, um, and the whispers, like this guy's doing it 500 times. It's just like that awe of, wow, you know, um, and I started chatting to him and he explained to me why he's doing it. And, um, yeah, you know, I joined him on one or two hikes which he's, you know, he's very open to um, and listen to his story. He listened to my story and we just kind of clicked and, and we gelled and, um, yeah, we hiked together often, you know, like, every, like a few times a week, I suppose. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to, I'm definitely going to support this guy. He's, he's definitely found um, a really great way to cope with stress, in my opinion, um, you know, your, your journey and my journey has been similar. Like the physical aspect of my health in terms of that was the best thing that I could have possibly did for myself during, you know, when I was depressed and down and out during my divorce. I mean, I was actually kind of forced into that situation, uh, to work out, but, um, it's just amazing how you found that healing. And so did I through just physical exercise. Um, yeah, that's Rob. That's that's one of those first first uh, podcasts that I listened to was 
was all about exercise and how exercise can actually help depression. And I think that's also where it kind of started for me. So I tried road running. I actually, I really, I really tried to run. I'm not going to lie. And then I just realized like after my second five, five kilometer that I did, I was like, oh no, I really don't like running. <laughs> and that, that's when the hiking started. So I thought, you know, get out into the open air and, and do it. Um, but I, I lost, I think, 17 kilograms in, Wow. you know, a f- few months. I don't know how much that, you, uh, sorry guys, you guys are going to have to go on, 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 on the search engine and just like try, type in kilogram to, to what's it's about 30, it's about 35, pounds. 35, 36 pounds. Yeah. So 35, 36 pounds that I lost in a few months, um, two or three months. And it's not, it, it was not unhealthy that an unhealthy way of losing it. I wasn't starving myself. I wasn't, it was just purely by changing my diet and, um, and really just exercise. That's awesome, man. I, I am a firm believer of that now, uh, in terms of, you know, there's this thing called the runner's high and I'm not a runner either. I, I, I got into weights, but yeah, there's this thing called the runner's high where, you know, all these like chemicals are, are being produced in our, our bodies that, are naturally supposed to make us feel good and so if you're having bouts with depression then yeah definitely go out and exercise like move your body tony robbins says movement is always the key so i love this theme that we got going on here so um, i'm gonna put those links so that you guys can donate to uh the lion 500 challenge he's doing it 500 times so he's actually raising raising for five charities five different charities which which you mentioned and they were all amazing uh, from the sounds of it they were all amazing so um i'll put all those links up in there and uh so that the people can get onto it but i do want to segue a little bit um because this is a divorce show and you know i like to ask my guests about you know their experiences with divorce and um i wanted to ask you before but i wanted to just save it but when did you know that you were going to divorce did you call it and was it amicable well long story short um when i got to the final decision of divorce it was i was kind of thrown into it um i you know i was having an affair and i got into the affair for whatever reasons it was and i got caught pretty much got caught out in trapped in this affair and um yeah uh, i think it was decided that night when when i was confronted with it and i realized that you know for me i've got to step away it's it's i wasn't happy in the marriage and you know everything that led up to that point just kind of made me realize that you know it's, it's where i was and amicable uh Yes and no. Um, I do understand I caused a lot of hurt. And I think that's also part of it. And I don't know, a few of the dads might remember from the group me asking about feelings of guilt, um, things like that. You know, all the type of processing. Um, And it's things that you have to work through. But amicable in the sense of, from my side, very amicable. Um, Certain aspects you know, fairness in terms of contact with the children and, you know, in terms of, um, you know, all the child support and all of that, you know, very amicable. But 
the emotional side, I do suppose, you know, will take some time to heal on, on, on her side, definitely. And even on my side, you know, the feeling of guilt is still there. Um, but you work through it. And, and that's what this, this whole journey for me is about as well. It's not only, it's not dismissing the guilt. It's realizing that I don't have to feel as guilty as I do because there were my reasons and my reasons are valid reasons. And, um, you know, whether it was to happen now or over a few years' time, it, it would have most likely happened. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a tough decision to make. And it was tough, and I don't know if there's any other dads out there because I know most of the dads listen, and, and most of the dads have been the victims. Uh, I really, I do get that. But I know that there are also one or two dads out there that you know weren't the victims, that maybe were the, if I can call it, the perpetrators or the the instigators. Um, but yeah, I, I asked for the divorce, Rob. Um, I wanted it. I didn't want to reconcile um, because I just felt that. You know, all the effort, there were, there were years worth of um, things that, that we've tried and continuously tried to work on and repair in the marriage that just didn't work. Um, and it just led to a point where it was pretty much, you know, I think it, I know it sounds cliche to say it pushed me into the arms of another woman, um, but it did. Uh, I was looking for something that I wasn't getting in the marriage, and I found it. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what led to the whole divorce, and and it happened as it happened. Um, and it, it's been tough, but you know we survived. It's it's we're dealing with it and we're going forward. Yeah, I think the key point there is to really just forgive yourself of what you've done so that you're not sitting there ridden with guilt and, you know, not being able to move forward. Because I know those feelings of guilt can literally paralyze you. Um, even though in my marriage, um, I was on the other end of that. But however, I have a lot of guilt inside of me as well, because I feel as if all of that could have been avoided had I, you know, put in the effort and I was aloof and I was not trying and I was not putting in the effort, which ultimately led for uh, the affair on, on the other end. Um, and so there was a lot of guilt even on my end. I'm sure that your, um, your ex can feel the same way as that I'm speaking of. Uh, she probably realizes she had pushed you to that point. Um, but I think one of the biggest things, uh, like you said, you know, is definitely just forgiving yourself and, and ridding yourself of that guilt. So how did you, what was one of the biggest things that you took with you in terms of getting rid of that guilt? Um, I think that one of the major things was the, was the whole thing of, um, I'm, I'm not responsible for somebody else's happiness. <laughs> I think there was also one of the themes in, in one of your earlier podcasts and it, it's unbelievable, Rob, how, how those those early podcasts, you know, even those, I think there were a few five-minute, four-minute podcasts that you put on there, just like a quick uh, motivational talk type of idea. Those things really helped me a lot um, to, to deal with the, the things at the start. And so, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks about that as well. But, but you know, taking away something from the whole, how I dealt with it, 
yeah, it's it's tough. I, 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 for for me, it was just the finally realizing that I I was responsible for my happiness, and the only thing that I could do is show my children an example of a happy father, even though I wasn't necessarily always present with them, but to show them, you know, this is an example of happiness in life, and that happiness in life is possible. And I think that is a very important aspect that that we need to get to, and, and not to feel guilty about being happy and and searching for happiness because we are entitled to happiness, and and it's not something that we all um, have to feel guilty about. I love it, man. Uh, your your just your perspective is just amazing. I'm I'm glad that uh, you have that perspective actually, because not many guys can be grateful in your position even after the fact and. I mean, I, I know you probably went through a hard time and you're probably still going through a hard time. Um, but just to have that perspective is just a, really amazing. And and I really appreciate you uh, for, for the nice compliments on the podcast. I mean, it's kind of why I do what I do. Uh, and it's nice to it's nice to hear it once in a while. And, uh, you know, I really am really appreciative of that. So thank you, man. I'm sure we're going to connect uh, uh, when I come down to South Africa for sure. So. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with the guys that, uh, that was, was pretty much pinnacle, like it was very pivotal for you in terms of, uh, you know, getting through all your struggles and, and whatever it is that you're still going through? Yeah, I think the most important things are probably the, the, the thoughts I've had while hiking, if I couldn't call it that. Um, there's like really groundbreaking for me it was groundbreaking anyway these thoughts of I don't know if you can call it moments of clarity um, and the one was really and I, I did mention it to you in our previous talk was the, the one about the view from the summit is not always necessarily the best view um, and the whole idea of that is that you know we all focus on getting to the top point in our careers or top point in relationships or top point in financial aspects and all of that and it ties into your your you know your your happiness quadrant type of idea um, that we all focus on this one point but we stop to we, we we fail to stop to enjoy the journey and even in the difficult times is always something good to look at so. Um, this I realized when hiking, and I realized that there's a lot of parallels between that to to life as well. So that's definitely one of the big things I, I, I take with me um, every time I hike is to stop and to enjoy the view. You know, when you're out of breath and you you feel like you're going to pass out, <laughs> and to just you know look over the the edge and and enjoy the view. Um, the other thing that I also take, and this is the wonderful thing about Cape Town, is we've got the nature right with the city way around it. And when you're standing on the top of the mountain and it's you know very early in the morning and you're watching the sun come up and you look out over the whole city, you know all these millions of people that are there and everybody's got their own things that they have to deal with. And they all got their own challenges for the day. Um, there might be some parents, you know, with healthcare challenges with their children or um, something in those lines. And let's be honest, you know, <laughs> sick child is not an easy situation for us to deal with. Um, so 
you've got all of these types of things and it just makes you kind of place everything that you're going through in perspective and that really helped me a lot um, to to realize that you look here as a city of you know how many million people and you can see all these beautiful twinkling lights and um, what what's you know they've everybody's got their own issues and they've got their own battles that they're dealing with um, you're not alone even though you're alone on the mountain looking out over this you, you're still not alone and that's a wonderful feeling just to know and to have that peace to, to know that you know there's other people also dealing with with, with issues and you 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 can turn to people and ask for help that's awesome man and i'm sure you've met so many people on your journey um and along the way in terms of your hiking and and that has brought you help like that so this is all really yes. really great advice yeah so i just want to touch on my, my sharpie writing on my hand thing <laughs> yeah so if you if you're going to see me on my instagram you'll see that i write like pretty much all my summits on my hand um, and the reason for that is to connect with the people on the mountain as well. So I use it as a way to approach people, um, stick a sharp in their hand and just like say, yeah, draw this and, you know, start talking to people. Because I do feel that human contact, especially in the modern modern day, you know, we, we lack that whole thing. And I don't know about in the states or, or in canada or even in the uk in the on the subways and all of that with people with their headphones in listening to their own music and kind of you know avoiding eye contact but you know on the mountain there's no place for that you've, you've got to rely on people sometimes and um i think it's just a nice way to kind of get back in touch with humanity as well and get in touch with who we are as people and and we are social creatures and it's it's been a way for me to also get out of that whole loneliness feeling that you get with with divorce i don't know if you also went through that of of course i know i lost of course yeah i love a lot of friends um, <laughs> or so-called friends i should rather say but no, i've absolutely. definitely made a whole bunch of new friends on the mountain by just doing this and it sounds so silly but it's a it's an amazing aspect and you hear people's amazing stories as well on the way down from the mountain off the stick in the shop in the hand. So every summit I've got a number and I've got a little picture associating whoever drew it with me. And sometimes I tag the people on Instagram, sometimes I don't. But um, I know every person that I've summited with um, or that I've met at the top of the mountain. I can remember every single one of them. And it's, it's an amazing thing and brings that you know human aspect back into to my life as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm such a big fan of connecting with nature. I'm always out hiking because I told you a little bit about Toronto. We're kind of like in a concrete jungle. There's not much stuff out there. And just going back to your little subway analogy. Yeah, there's a lot of people there uh, that got their headphones in, totally just not wanting to interact with you. And it's very few and far between uh in terms of those interactions so yeah i encourage everyone to you know get out in nature not only that but you know have real life conversations with people like literally look into their eyes feel their souls you know those kinds of things and i definitely i definitely agree with you on so many points there so awesome thanks for sharing i'm gonna take you to a little bit of part of our uh show where we do 
I ask you five random questions just so I can get to know you a little bit better, and uh, so does my audience. So, are you guys are you ready for that? I'm ready. All right. So, if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be, and why? Okay. Um, there's two. Uh, I'd, I'd, first one would have to be like a, a peregrine falcon. I, I just love the idea of being able to soar in nature be able to, you know, look out over everything. I think it's also why I like hiking maybe so much, is having a look at everything from the top. Um, just that, that whole view, I think, and that freedom that it offers. I think that would be my, my, my top one. But I don't know. Like, I've always always had this thing for, for Panthers, um, like Black Panthers. It's not because of the movie, guys, I promise you. It's because, <laughs> like, I really always had this thing about this beautiful, sleek, majestic, dark, dangerous animal that you can never see. And I suppose this kind of the shows maybe the battle inside myself um, between these two sides. But those are definitely the two animals that, uh, you know, I, I can't I can't choose just one. Rob. <laughs> it's okay. It, we'll, we'll have one land animal and one air animal then. That's cool. <laughs> But great answers. Okay, uh, what is your favorite book, or is there something that you're reading right now that you'd like to share with us? Okay, my favorite book is, I've got to say, um, lo- the, one of the latest books that I've read um, is uh, Shantaram, or um, what's it, Robbie, um, Gregory David Roberts. Um, it's just got such great insights into the uh, psyche and into love and relationships and all of that. Um Brilliant book. If you guys want to read a thousand page book that feels like you're only reading 200 pages, I promise you Shantaram is one of the best. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It can be Shantaram or I don't know, but definitely give that a look. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, I like more the epic type of stories. So I've read the whole Song of Ice and Fire series, um, you know, the, the one that the Game of Thrones is based on. Mm. Um, so I've read that and, um, I love Lord of the Rings and Stephen King. I, I love Stephen King as well. Um, yeah, and Rise of the Vampire Chronicles. So I'm, I'm, I've got a very eclectic taste, but I, I like the longer, the longer couple of stories and stories with some background to it, some research that's done. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah, I'm trying to read a little bit more fiction novels and, and series into my rep. I'm trying to add the more of those into my repertoire now. So. That's great. I think I'm going to pick your mind about some of those uh, ones later. So awesome. Um, if you could hop on a plane right now, where would you go and why? Cambodia. Hands down, Cambodia. I've got to go and see the, the Angkor Wat. And I've got to go, I just want to go and experience that whole ancient, forgotten, I don't want to call it forgotten, but I mean that ancient just knowledge base that's there and just be surrounded by a place that you know people have been thousands of years ago and teaching and learning and learning about themselves and learning about their souls and I think that's just such a beautiful place to be um, and it's a very not popular place I don't know about for, for the rest of the world but I don't know many South Africans that have gone up into you know Southeast Asia or things like that so definitely um, Cambodia and and Probably, I'd, I'd like to go to also northern Vietnam and, and go and have a look at those islands out there. 
um, some beautiful places there uh, that I'd you know definitely like to go to. Yeah, those are all great choices. I feel like you're um, you're like an empath, like you like to feel energy. So I, I'm I'm definitely like that as well. So I'd like to go to those places where I know there's like a lot of that ancient energy kind of floating around. Yeah, I've, look, I've been to Central Asia, which has been amazing. I mean, um, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, the, the the old socialist republics, and I mean that's also been an amazing thing. So I definitely want to backpack through there again. Um, but to hop on a plane to, I'd definitely just go to Southeast Asia. I've got to, I've got to do that. Nice. That's that's definitely that's on that's on my next list. I promise you, that's like <laughs> one of the next destinations I'm going. Sweet. I'll follow up with your uh, Instagram stories. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll find out where you are. It's awesome, man. Um, okay. Do you have any weird eating habits? I suppose, I don't know if you guys have um, oats meal. Do, 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 oats, oats meal porridge. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We've got a, like a porridge type of thing that's called jungle oats. Um, so I like to mix cheese with my jungle oats. Um, interesting and then yeah it's, it's pretty weird <laughs> a lot of people don't don't like it um so do you just like melt it do you melt it on there or just hard hard cheese well, the, well when you grate the cheese on it becomes, oh right um, yeah it's the, the porridge is warm so it's like it's like all sticky and gooey and it kind of like turns out to be like a cheesy rice crispy treat um type of idea I suppose. <laughs> well i was i was thinking <laughs> more like risotto i was thinking more like risotto and then yeah and then that that whole rice crispy treat just totally <laughs> threw it off so okay i, I can i can I'm get it out <laughs> i can't help it <laughs> no this is awesome my frame of reference rice crispy treats there we go awesome no this is awesome this is why i ask these questions because it, it's just totally random i love it you never know what people would say so um, okay, awesome. So if you had to meet someone who is dead right now, who would it be and why? Uh, wow, wow. Um, it doesn't have to be someone famous. I don't know. What, what I'd really maybe like to do is... Um, I'd actually maybe like to to meet Hitler. It sounds really terrible, right? Um, but I'd like to see what... Because I'm I'm in public relations and I work with people a lot as well. I want to see what made him so charismatic. I want to see how people were deceived by his charm. Because you know you read in these these historical books about how charming he was and what a what a, a charismatic leader he was, and he would have had to be to kind of sweep a nation up, right? Um, so I'd like to kind of just see what type of people person he he was in terms of his leadership style um yeah i know that's maybe not the most popular <laughs> popular no uh, man you're thing, good just purely from purely from just a, a like i like weird things so i'd probably like to be that person to, to ask awesome that. yeah awesome man yeah no you're good man there's no right or wrong answer in terms of that so i just like to hear what people what, what people say it's just i i, I find that i get to peer into their their souls a little bit so <laughs> that's kind of why i ask these questions but man thanks for sharing man i i felt like i got to know you a little bit better i'm sure my audience got to know you a little bit better as well um so 
Yeah, man. Uh, that that concludes our uh, random five. Um, but I do just want to take a moment and thank you again for reaching out to me. It, it really means a lot. And, you know, just to hear your story and your the fact that you're all the way out in South Africa, uh, it's just amazing how I can reach people out there. And, uh, you know, thank you for being vulnerable as well. I know it's very hard for, you know, just us men to kind of like tell our stories and, and kind of own it and, and kind of be free from all of it as well. And like in terms of the guilt and stuff like that. So I really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on and telling your story. So I do want to ask you though, how can people get in touch with you? Where do you like to hang? I know we talked about Instagram, um, but is there any way else that people can get a hold of you? Okay. So pretty much Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, I don't know, there's like a few other ones that I probably forgot about. But um, yeah, hit me up on Instagram um, at Dwayne underscore SA. That's like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that's spelling, Dwayne um, underscore SA. And then Twitter, I'm also Dwayne SA without the underscore. And Facebook, uh, I mean, yeah, you can you can get me there as well. Just Dwayne Evans, I'm the one in Cape Town. So um, there's not many Dwayne Evans's in South Africa, I don't think. So, mm-hmm. um, South Africa, whatever, send me a, a friend request there if you want to. I'm, you know, I'm open to to make contact with the people if you want to. Um, if you nice. want to talk? Yeah, man, I'm gonna tag you in the you post. Want to come on a hike? If you want to come on a hike, yeah, please join me. <laughs> For sure, I'm definitely gonna do. I'm gonna take you up on that offer, dude. Um, when I definitely get down there, uh, but. Well, I'll tag you in the post uh, so that uh, if you guys are in the group and you're listening, and if you're not in the group, then, you know, come join. But if you are in the group, come hang out with us. Dwayne is a member. Uh, I, I just actually saw his post from, from before, and I do remember his uh, him posting in there now. So uh, he is a member. He is an active member. So we'll, we'll tag him in here, and you guys can friend request him. And if you guys are in, in South Africa, then just meet up with him. The guy's a, an amazing dude. I'll also show you up uh, those those mountain peaks. So, thanks again yeah. uh, for coming on, man. I do want to conclude. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. I do want to conclude the show. Um, but uh, before I do uh, conclude it, I always ask my interviewees one question. And if there is one divorced dad listening in, and he's kind of like down in the dumps, what is that one piece of advice that you would give him? Wow. Um, I think the easiest or the, the, the best advice I could give is for a dad going through divorce is to always be available for your kids um, just make sure that you're available it's, you don't have to see them every day you don't have to you know phone or call them every day you don't have to see them every weekend or whatever just be available for when they need you to be and when I say available, I mean not only financially. I mean just be there to, you know, pick up the pieces, be there when they need your support, you know, be there with a, um, you know, well done after the baseball game or the football game or soccer or whatever it is. I think that's probably the best thing that I could say. Um, that's something that I really try to strive towards. And um, it's the pretty much one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten with regards to, to divorce. Awesome, man. That's beautiful. Dwayne, I appreciate you coming on, man. 
Oh, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me here. And, and yeah, how's it to all the guys there? So, how's it is how we say hi in South Africa. We say, how's it? <laughs> how are you? How are you? How are you doing? So, yeah, uh, but enjoy. Yeah. It's been great talking to you. Awesome. Likewise. And there you have it, guys. Dwayne Evans just dropping some bombs on us. Thanks, my man. I really appreciate you coming on. And if you guys dig this episode, go over to iTunes right now. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought of this episode. And if you guys are part of the Facebook group, you guys can always reach out to Dwayne. He is a member. And I like to hang out on Instagram or over on Facebook so you guys can... Let me know what you thought of the episode and let me know what you guys want on future episodes. Alright, so Rob, your host, signing off. Peace out.